Blue Wire. To the end zone he goes. Where Sammy is. Boyd with a great fake. Touchdown, Taj. Hopkins throws to Boyd. Lean means touchdown throwing machine tonight, and he's got another one. Boyd. Welcome back or welcome to the Taj Boyd Podcast. Joining me today is a man who stirred the pot a little bit here in Clemson, South Carolina with some comments he made critiquing Coach Dabo Sweeney's coaching style. Just to give you a little backstory here, Clemson was up 28 nothing this past weekend when a kicker missed a chip shot. Coach Sweeney voiced his frustration for everyone to see, and some people got upset about it. Now, this guest... He's actually a kicker himself, and we'll get to hear his insight on why he said what he said and how he's handled situations like this in the past. I'm excited for you to hear my conversation with record-setting kicker, Elliot Fry. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Here we go. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in to the Taj Boyd Podcast. Now, i got a pretty special guest today, man, a good friend as well, and uh, as you can say, a hell of a kicker. He is the South Carolina Gamecocks all-time leading scorer with 359 points. And uh, he stirred up college football a little bit with his criticism of Davos Sweeney and uh, a verbal altercation, I should say, that he had with his kicker. So we're going to get his input, hear his thoughts on it, and we're going to talk about the kicking game a little bit. So, Elliot Fry, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Taj. Appreciate you uh, having me on. Yeah, man. This is exciting, man. And congratulations to you. You just signed to the St. Louis, what is it, the Battlehawks? Yeah, yeah. I just got uh, just got drafted earlier today, so excited. Now, for people who don't know what the St. Louis Battlehawks, this is Vince McMahon's XFL. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of hype surrounding it. You know, you had an opportunity to play in a few different leagues, one of them being the AAF, and we'll get into that in a little bit. First off, man, you're from Frisco, Texas. Oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Frisco and uh, Plano, basically, just a uh, suburb north of Dallas. Yeah, north of Dallas. So you know, I'm from Virginia, and uh, you know, we always hear about Texas football, man. And I just want to know: is it is it everything that it seems? Is it something like Friday Night Lights? Is it, is it Varsity Blues? Is it bigger in Texas? Well, listen, unfortunately, I went to a really small private school, so I never even got to play in it or really got a taste of the real high school, Texas football. But um, so so my level of high school football, not even close. Um, I graduated with like 50 kids in my grade, so definitely not there. But I, I do know. So the you know, I was right next to Allen and McKinney uh, and, and Plano. And, uh, you know, those are the ones that have all the new huge million dollar stadiums um that you know allen stadium is the full bowl with two decks and, and i i mean they they fill it out every game i think it's like 20 seats 20 or twenty five thousand, and they, and they go completely crazy and that's where uh that's where kyler murray went to high school mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean at at when you're in the in the public 5a up there i mean it's uh it's no joke people people go crazy for it no, 50 kids that you graduated with in your class. That sounds like some eight man football right there. E. Yeah, no, we 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 barely <laughs> we barely had enough to be 11 man football. So, yeah. you know, you could uh, you know, I was a 
cornerback. I was a kick returner. I was a wide receiver. I mean, I <laughs> I could do it all back in high school playing uh, playing those teams, but uh, obviously not. Couldn't do that in the real the real high school football over there. Well, well, you know, all, all kickers think they're athletes all over the place as well, which is weird, man, because. <laughs> I've never met a kicker who couldn't do one of two things. Either play ping pong really well, all right, golf superbly. I'm mm-hmm. talking about like three or four handicap. Yeah, that's me. Or there kick the hell out of a soccer ball. So <laughs> did you play now? Did you play other sports in high school as well? Yeah, so I was uh I was actually uh did track, did soccer. I was actually a high jumper. Um if you can believe it or not. <laughs> PR was PR was six five. <laughs> So, no, so you, I, got, you got bunnies out here. I used to, I used to, but, um, no, I mean, I think, I think kickers are just, I think kickers are some really good athletes. I just not compared, you know, they get compared to the other guys on the team who are, right. you know, if, if I was getting compared to you, Taj, I mean, obviously it's, you know, <laughs> I'm going to look like an idiot. Um, but I think for like the average high school, you know, athlete, the really, you know, like the really good average high school athlete, I think we're we're right there, and maybe maybe even low end of the you know maybe like a D two college athlete or something like that. So I don't think we're we're too far off, but yeah, we're definitely not not up there in the in the big D one uh, power five. Well, you know, and obviously the mental capacity for a kicker has to be a little bit different than you know guys on the team that don't necessarily get seen as often. And as we're building to this, you know, I just kind of really want to understand, like, where you came from, uh, from yeah. Little League on up, what kind of coaches you had and were surrounded by, and, and how you continued to build your mental endurance, uh, as I should say. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think a lot of, you know, the, the mental toughness, I guess, of a kicker, I don't know if it's developed, I don't know if you're born with it, um, but you know, I think one thing is interesting about, you know, kickers is you, you don't really have a kicking coach on the team, right? Mm. You know, at, at any level, you might have a coach that you go to and most guys do that they have on the side, someone that you go see maybe, you know, every couple weeks when you're in the off season or you maybe talk to who kind of helps you with technique, but you know, really you're on your own in high school and college, even the NFL, you know, you, you do not have for the most part, a kicking coach, right? Where every other position, you have a, a quarterback coach, you have a DB coach who's coaching you on technique, coaching you on a bunch of other things. And um, really all you have is a special teams coordinator who, um, you know, really they kind of try to help when they can, but there's no real coaching. So a lot of it is is kind of on your own. Um, but as far as a mental toughness, I mean, I, th- I think it's just something, you know, I don't know if it's innate. I, I'm not really sure. You know, I didn't, um, you know, I think every high school football coach is kind of like probably, you know, like the tough high school football coach who, you know, is going to scream a lot and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, I don't really know. I, th- I think it's, it's something that I think I definitely, um, you know, didn't know that I really had it until I guess I was kind of thrown into the fire. Well, and you walked on to South Carolina. So how, first off, how did you even, I mean, Texas is a long way from this state, particularly. So, you know, how did that transition work? Did you get recruited? Is this something that you called and said, hey, this is where I want to be? You know, I'm trying to figure out how you even got to play uh, yeah. against Bryce. Yeah, so um, I didn't have a lot of offers coming out of college. I think some of that was because I went to a pretty small school. But I was 
think like the seventh ranked kicker in the nation coming out, but I didn't really have any scholarship offers. Um, I had a scholarship offer to punt at Louisiana tech. Mm -hmm. Um, but I thought that, you know, in my mind and then, you know, I always thought I was a kicker. You know, I, I thought I was best at field goals, um, throughout my entire career, you know, just making kicks. Um, so I didn't want to go be a punter at Louisiana tech. And, you know, my thing was always, I wanted to play on the biggest stage I could. Um, you know, I, I wanted to play, you know, in the big power five schools. And, and it was almost a, a thing where it was like, I want to go to a fun school, like a good fun school where, um, you know, I can get an education and if football doesn't work out, I just have fun and be a regular student. Yeah. Um, so I almost wasn't even too focused on football going into college. It was like, Hey, I'll walk on. And, and I was recruited, you know, as a preferred walk on, but, yeah. um, you know, it was just one of those things. It's like, Hey, if this doesn't work out, then at least I'm at a fun, good school where I'll just be kind of like a normal kid. Um, and so that was kind of my mindset going into the whole college process. And, uh, I guess our special teams coach, coach Joe Robinson found me somehow through a, a friend or something. And, um, you know, they offered me a preferred walk on. Well, you know, coming from a school where you graduated with about 50 people and then transitioned to a school of that size. I mean, was it a big jump for you? Yeah, I, I think so. I think, um, like I said, I'd probably never kicked in front of, <laughs> you know, more than a couple hundred people. Yeah. Um, and then, ended up starting my true freshman year, which was, you know, I remember going out there for my first field goal and just being like, Oh, you know, Oh my God, like what is, you know, this is about to happen. Um, and I ended up, you know, making my first field goal and, um, hit it really good. And it was kind of like one of those moments where you're like, okay, I can do this, you know? And, um, I was, <laughs> you know, you're, you're nervous and you're scared going out there, but then, you know, I, for me, after making that first one, and I, I hit it really well, you know, it was like one of those, you know, it's like in golf, if you stripe a drive, you right. know, like, that's how it, like, that's how I hit that my first field goal, like, I just piped it right down the middle. And I was like, well, you know, like, damn, I, I can do this, you know. Sure. And so um, I think there's something to be said, too, about going into college and like making your first field goal. I think that I, I would, I would think and I don't, you know, I don't know, never really asked too many other guys, but I, I think that almost set me up on a path for more success than if I were to have missed that first field goal, you know, being a young kicker and with the confidence and everything. Cause again, coming from a high school, going into that kind of level of competition, I mean, you can be the most confident kid in the world, but let's be real. You know, you go out there your first time kicking yeah. in, in front of, in front of 80,000 people in a big game. Like you're not, you do not have all the confidence in the world that you're going to make the kick. I mean, that's your first game, your first, you know, experience like that. It's just not going to happen. So, um, yeah. Well, you remember how far that, that, that was for you, that kick? It was 39. 39. About left, left middle of the upright. Stop center. <laughs> you see it like it was yesterday, huh? I, I do. I, I remember, I don't know why. I remember a lot of, a lot of the kicks though. Yeah. It's a big moment, man. And that was sitting there and I was trying to read some quotes for some f pretty famous kickers. And uh, this guy, Jan Stenerud, might be pronouncing that wrong. He, was, he said, uh, quote, I was starting to make a lot of 50-yard field goals 50 years ago, and that was a big deal. Mm -hmm. Now it's a big deal, darn it, if you miss from 50. Yeah. So over the course uh, of, of football in itself and the evolution, the expectations have changed for kickers. Now, yeah. with that comes a lot of um, – 
you know, it's, it's become some of what of a burden. So, you know, I've, I've seen that sports psychologists are becoming more and more prevalent within universities. I know they exist at the professional ranks, but is that something that you had as well? Did you have somebody you can call when you were in the situation where you just didn't know how you were going to get out of that rabbit hole? Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's always been sports psychologists like readily available to me in college. And when I was with the bears and, and training camp, you know, they have, they have those, those kind of guys everywhere. Um, and I've always just kind of like picked their brains, but I've never really, um, I don't know. I've never really, you know, done a session with anyone or, or anything like that. Um, I've more just kind of like casually talked to them. Um, you know, for me, I just, you know, I, I don't really know what it is. I mean, when I kick, I mean, I've never, I've, I've just, I've, I've kind of pride myself to be honest on, on my mental game. Yeah. Um, you know, I've never been in a rut. I've never missed two field goals in a row. Um, and my entire four years of college plus the AAF plus preseason in the NFL, I've only missed one field goal in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something I like take a lot of pride in. Um, is just having that right mentality. And when, you know, when the game's coming down to the line or when, um, you know, when the pressure's really on, I, I think I just, you know, again, I don't know if it's innate. I don't know if I developed it somewhere along the line, but I just have kind of a, you know, a, an ability to keep my mind clear and, and just calm and, and just kind of go out and, and do what I do. Well, yeah, and, and kind of leading off on that right there. All right, now. I don't know what year this was, but against Vanderbilt, you kicked this game winner, right? 35 seconds mm-hmm. left, and it wasn't a chip shot. It was a banger. It's 55 yards. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, as you approach that, can you remember what was going through your mind? Yeah, I think, you know, every time I go out there and kick, um, and it's something I've actually talked, you know, again, to sports psychologists about just kind of casually is is one of the biggest things they talk about is, you know, like self-positive talk, right, Is is when – you know, and I think a lot of athletes do this just without even knowing it or anything, but it's like when you go in to shoot a free throw or you go in to kick a field goal or, or throw a pass, you know, there's, there's two voices in your head that you can, I shouldn't say two voices, but there, but there's two things that usually come up for some people. They sit there and go, Oh God, don't miss, don't miss, don't miss. And there's other people who go, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it. And I think as a kicker or whatever in those high pressure situations, um, the positive self-talk to where you're telling yourself you're going to make it and you're going to do good instead of saying, don't do something bad. Um, you know, the sports psychologists say that's, that's the key to, to everything in, in high pressure situations is, is talking, basically talking positively, not negatively. Um, and so that's something I've always done is, is I, I focus on one thing when I go to kick and that's just the ball contact. And I know if I hit the ball on my foot, you know, I have that good feeling again, like if you were to hit a driver, you know, there's that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it's, if I hit that on the right part of my foot, it's going straight, it's going in, it's going, you know, straight, far, far high. Um, and so that's always my thing is I just think the whole time, just, I, I'm just thinking of the contact, um, how I'm going to hit that ball. And that's all I think about. I don't think about anything else. Um, it's almost like my mind is blank besides just making foot to ball contact. For sure. Well, and you, you become built for that. You know, you're, you're, you're battle tested, you're war ready every time you step out on that football field. But a lot of that comes with mental preparation. 
And I, I really want to get your take on this. All right. Obviously, you, you had a tweet that blew up on Fox oh, yeah. and everything else <laughs> in nature. And Mr. Elliot Fry here said, quote, really bold move to try and ruin your young kicker's confidence in a cupcake game. Dot, dot, dot. All right. Now, there's two parts to that. First off, it's going to be cupcake, you know, and then the other one is ruining the kicker's confidence. But what happened was Clemson was up 28 nothing. Young BT Potter missed a mid 20 yard field goal and pretty much got his butt chewed by Coach Sweeney on the sideline. Now, some people disagree with that because they said that Coach Sweeney was greedy, that there's no way that he should be worried about this kicker who missed while they were up by four touchdowns. But on the flip side of that, when it comes to mental preparation, what did you see that was wrong with how he approached that and handled yeah. that situation? So first of all, I really wasn't – the tweet – and I, I did throw in the cupcake game there. That was definitely a shot at Clemson. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Gamecock you know, alum. I had to do that. Um, right. <laughs> but, you know, first of all, I, I think, you know, it's, it's no question that Dabo is one of the best coaches. I, I mean – Probably, I mean, you know, ever. I mean, he, he's a great coach. I mean, two national championships, not a lot of people can say that. Um, you know, with all the criticism on Twitter, I think sometimes we, like, put the people that, you know, like Dabo or like other coaches and celebrities on a pedestal where they can't be wrong, right? Like, they could, you know, no matter what, you know, someone we look up to does, it's always going to be right in our eyes. Yeah. So I think that was a lot of the backlash, but... Um, you know, I, I think I really wasn't taking a shot at Dabo as much as I was almost trying to back up BT Potter. You know, I, I've known yeah, I BT for a while and I've known, it's a, um, frater- it's a fraternity. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'll be honest. I do think Dabo was wrong by doing that. And, and here's why is okay. there's a reason. And, and, and uh, here's another thing. I, I do not think it's morally wrong. Like, I don't think yelling at your players is like a, like, oh, don't do that because that's mean. Or like, you shouldn't yell at your player. Like, that's not it at all. I, I don't have any problem with that. I think it is it is very taboo, though, to see a coach like that berate a, not just a kicker, but a young kicker. I mean, there's really you really don't see it too much. It's, ne- it's never happened to me. It's never really happened to any kickers that I've talked to. And, and there's kind of a reason, and especially with, with BT, you know, he's an unbelievable kicker. I mean, he was the number one kicker coming out of high school. He was, I, I've, I know him. I've, I've watched him kick, watched him come up through high school. He's extremely talented, but this, this is his first year kicking field goals, right? I mean, he, he did kickoffs last year, but he's basically a freshman in the field goal department. And, you know, you're six games into the season and, you know, he's obviously struggled a little bit um, from, you know, the, the stat point of view the statistics part of you um and you know it's something as a kicker like like I was talking about earlier it's it's all confidence you know and and when you have a young kicker like that I think your job as a coach is to instill confidence right it goes back to that positive Mm self-talk like you don't want to ever be thinking or worrying about a coach yelling at you or or not not even yelling but kind of I mean kind of berating you on the sideline and it's it's something to where that can get in your head really easily. And I think if you were to ask any sports psychologist anywhere who's dealt with kickers or kind of the high um, finesse, high pressure situation athletes, that that's not a good thing, especially for a young kicker who, 
And in my point of view, like, yes, you guys are up 28-0. You're not going to need them now. But when you guys get to the later part of the season or, you know, potentially yeah. the college football playoff, you you know, you're not going to want BT to be thinking about that. You're not going to want him to be fearing, like fearing a miss. Instead, you, you want a guy who's going in there and, and when you come off the sideline, the only thing I've ever heard my entire life is, hey, get the next one, keep your head up. And, and that's the kicker mentality is, is always make the next one. You, you, when, when you have a miss, you don't, you don't go back and, and dwell on that miss. You move on to the next one. I think that's hard to do when you kind of have a coach berating you like that. Um, you know, and I think a perfect example is, is if you watched the, the Gamecocks in, in Georgia last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Parker White, who, again, one of the best kickers in Carolina history, he'll, 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 he could be the top of every single stat line by the time he's done. And he missed a really important game-winning field goal, right? But what happened? I mean, you didn't see anybody berating him. You didn't see anybody, you know, jumping on him or, or doing this. Everybody, you know, he went back to the sidelines. They said, hey, get the next one. What did he do? He came back and ends up making the game winner. And you look at the other part where Rodrigo, who's, you know, Blankenship, the, who's the best kicker in college football, who hasn't missed a kick until this game all season. Yeah. And he misses a 43-yarder to win the game. And again, you don't, you don't see a coach going in and, and berating him or yelling at him, or you don't see his teammates yelling at him or doing anything because they know that it's a, it's a difficult job with, with you know, a lot of mental pressure. You don't ever want to put that on a kicker just because you know you're going to need him later in the year. Like Georgia, they're going to need Rodrigo later in the year when they play you know, all the other – if they make it, if they were to make it to the college football playoff or, or a bowl game or, or whatever, you're going to need him to make a big kick for you. Um, and it's, it's, you know, in my point of view, I, I've never seen, you know, I'm sure it has happened before, but I've never really seen kind of a, a coach blow up on a kicker like that. But I, I think there's a reason why you don't really see that too often. Well, you know, the kickers, I mean, look, there's some, I mean, it's a pretty fragile position uh, mentally more than anything. And obviously, I got a chance to to see that firsthand uh, back when Chandler Catanzaro was a freshman here. Mm-hmm. You know, we go down to Auburn, and he makes the first kick, I believe, but the, the long snapper or the – I guess what do you call him, the snapper? Snapper, yeah. Yeah, the snapper, not the long snapper. He double-clutched it, right? So, the flag, mm-hmm. got to re-kick it, he misses it. And – you know, I thought he went on like a five, six game skid, you know, where it really affected yeah. him. So it was kind of like, it was kind of like double sided, you know, it was one of those deals where, you know, I saw it from his standpoint. I was like, man, that's tough because everybody thinks that kicks are automatic until they miss. All right. Yeah. But I also thought that if he hadn't missed that kick, then he doesn't make that one against LSU, which was in a lot of these people's minds one of the bigger landmarks and milestones for Clemson football as well. So as far as these kids continuing to grow, and since they are in such a a transparent position where people are actually locked into them and it is supposed to be automatic, whether it's from 20, whether it's from 30, whether it's from 40, pretty much anything past that 50-yard mark is one of those question marks. How do you see this position continue to evolve? Because, I mean, you played on – you played for the AF, got signed by the Chicago Bears, right? Mm-hmm. 
All right. And obviously you had a great preseason and everything else of that nature. And then, you know, that necessarily didn't work out and you get picked up here by the XFL. But if you're not challenged and you don't have that confidence in yourself because you've been in tough situations, how do you continue to defy the odds and bounce back year after year after year? Because you went to the working force for a while, right? Yeah. You know, I know you called me. I never called you back on the financial environment. <laughs> it's, it's all good. I, I, I understand why you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, that's, I mean, you got to, you got to still stay well versed in it. You know, you got to grind through yeah. it. And that's not for everybody. And so yeah. is the temperament of a, of a particular kicker, one of those things in question as well. Like, I mean, if, if a guy who is wiry, we had a guy, Spencer Benton. You remember him? Spencer Benton. Who was it? Spencer, Spencer Benton. Benton. That sounds really he's familiar. A bit, he was a little bit before you. Okay. But Spencer, you know, he would go out there and he would, it would be tough for him to make the chip shots, but he would go out there and nail them. I think he set the ACC record for like a 56, 57 yard field goal. Hmm. I mean, but how does that even happen? Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, one thing is, is again, what I think is about, about kickers, which is a lot different um, than, any other position is I think pretty much in most things in life, you learn more from your failures than you do from your wins. Right. I think that's a pretty yeah, popular yeah, quote. Say, and I think yeah. it's true for a lot of things. I don't think that's relevant in kicking. I don't think you learn more from your misses. Okay. I, I you never want to miss because as, as high pressure as a situation as it is, and it's just like you said, you know, earlier, the expectations for kickers, especially in college, it is. I think it's the highest expectation in all of sports. That's like not based on reality. Right. You are expected as a kicker to make every single kick, and that never happens throughout a season. I mean, you know, in college, you're good if your career is probably between, like, probably around eighty percent. Right. right. I mean, that's going four out of five. That means every three games you're going to miss one. Right. But the expectations from the fans, from the coaches, from everybody is that you have to make every single kick and you have to be 20 for 20 at the end of the season, Mm -hmm. which just, it doesn't happen. I don't know how many times it's probably only happened a couple times. Um, But I think with all that expectation, you know, creates this thing, it creates something for a kicker to where you go into a kick. And again, it's, it's what I was talking about. You start to become afraid to miss yeah. because of all those expectations. And that's what you want to stay away from. That's why you want to block everything out as a kicker. And, and you know, you could say, you know, maybe BT learns from it. I'm not going to say he's screwed for the rest of his career. I think he'll be fine. But you're definitely like playing with fire. And, you know, again, I don't think you grow as a kicker, you know, and, and again, I'm not, you know, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I play, you know, I think I played at a pretty high level. I'm not the best kicker ever, but I, I do think I, I played at a high level and I still am. And especially I think my mental part of my game is, is just as good as anyone's in, in the country, um, in the NFL too. Um, and, you know, so, so I think I come from a, a pretty good understanding of it. But again, I, I don't think you learn from your misses. I think it's one of those things where you get scared from your misses. Oh. And being a kicker is is trying to block those out. But the more you make, it's like when I was in the AAF and I I ended up having a perfect season. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I, I mean, it, but those build. 
like, like kick after kick. Like when I was like 10 for 10, I was like, shit, like I, I can't miss. Like I just go out and swing my leg and it's going to go through. <laughs> like I, it's seriously right. though, it's, or it's like in golf, right? right. It's like having the shank, like you, you shank a shot. Now, what are you thinking about the whole time? You're, you're thinking about shanking a shot and that leads to more bad shots. Right. So I, I, I just think it's a different, it's, it's a weird, you know, kind of job, but I think it's different. I don't think toying with the confidence of a young kicker. Um, it, I just, I just don't yeah. think it's a good idea. Well, you know, and through all the experience that you had, man, and are continuing to have, obviously, as you continue to play, I mean, do you think you're, you're this has helped prepare you for life, like in general? Because you got out here into society for a while. Do you feel like you're more well-groomed than other people that you're around on a daily basis? Yeah, I mean, I think being a kicker has, you know, a lot of impact on your life outside of football in terms of, I, you know, I think that I handle just everyday pressure better than probably a good percentage of the world. Um, I can just see that in, in my girlfriend down in Charleston. And then it's, you know, like she freaks out about work and I, it's just normal. You know, you have people freaking out about things and I'm very laid back and it's like, Hey, you know, whatever. And I think, you know, in a job or whatever, I'm still, you know, driven and I'm still motivated to do things, but I don't freak out under pressure. I mean, it's just, it's something. And, um, I think kicking and and just football in general, you know, the discipline aspect of it as well in in any job, but no, I mean, I think, I, I think just the mental side of it, of, of, you know, of playing in, in, at any level as a kicker, you know, has prepared me for anything in life, you know? Yeah. And I mean, what are you 24 years old right now? 24, yeah. I mean, this is, you know, you're still young, man. You got a lot of ball in front of you. <laughs> and, um, Hopefully. you know, have you, is there one thing that you particularly live by, man? Do you have a mantra or, you know, just keep kicking or some cheesy shit like that? What is? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know. I, I've always, you know, not something I really live by, I guess, but in terms of kicking, you know, I think, um, just kind of the, the next kick mentality, um, the next is always something mentality. that I've, I've, I've had always something that, um, I've been good with and, and kind of strive to do. And that's just, you know, whether you make or miss the last kick, you know, it's in the past, you can't do anything about it, but you got to go make the next one. And I think that's the most important thing in kicking. And it's, it's really hard to do, you know, even yeah. early on in my career, um, I remember my first miss, you know, it was at Tennessee and it was a swirling wind and I aimed it for the wind that I thought and the wind actually took it the complete opposite way. So it ended up like, it looked like probably 15 yards left, but I mean, I, I still remember that and, and getting over that miss, you know, is, is really hard to do because it opens you up and now, you know, you try to stay away from it, but especially as a young kicker. Now you're going into kicks thinking like, oh, what if, what if the wind messes up my kick like it did the last one? Or what if I don't, you know, you, you expose yourself to the thoughts of, of missing, which is never, which is never good for a kicker. So I think the whole next, you know, getting beyond the last kick, whether it's a make or a miss or anything is, is you've got to make the next one. Got to. That's only right. And in this position, man, as the success that you've already had and has there been younger players, younger kickers that have reached out to you that you're currently mentoring? Um, I, I mean, I, I have a lot of 
you know, relationships with younger kickers that, yeah. I, you know, I don't want to use the word mentor like I'm helping them. But, I, I mean, sometimes, you know, guys ask me for advice or, you know, I, I know Parker White at Carolina. We were uh, – when I came out, I ended up having to go back to finish up my degree. And so I was there for Parker White's first season. And I, I feel like I talked to him a lot and we're still good friends and, um, you know – I wouldn't say even help, but just helped with the little things, yeah. you know, I think kind of like being a pro about it, you know, how to, how to not take too many kicks in a game in the net versus trying to stay warm, you know, it's little stuff like that, that, um, you know, I, I've, I've def, I did some coaching for a little bit for, for younger kids in high school and stuff, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the whole kicking community is pretty, like you said earlier, it's a, it's a fraternity. So we all pretty much know each other or know of each other. Um, so it's a pretty tight group overall, but yeah. All right. Now look, I know you got to get out of here in a minute, but man, how excited are you for this XFL right now? I'm I'm excited. You know, I think it's, you know, the AAF served well for me, mm-hmm. um, and getting me signed to Chicago. And, um, you know, this is something I'm still, you know, so you don't officially sign with the XFL until December. Okay. Um, they really just drafted my rights. So they draft everybody and that basically just draft your rights. So if I like, like do pursue the, the, yeah, yeah. So like if I pursue the XFL, you know, say I'm not on a team, an NFL team in the next couple of weeks, I can only go to the team that, that drafted me obviously. Um, but the goal still, I mean, I've, I've had, I've had workouts with NFL teams just about every week since, uh, week one. So, you know, still kind of waiting, um, to get, to get called up, you know, every, about every Monday is, is usually when calls come in and then you get on a plane Monday night and <laughs> kick Tuesday, wherever you're at. And, uh, you know, right now just kind of waiting for an opportunity to, to try to make it to the NFL. And again, if I'm not on a, if I'm not on a team by, you know, the time the XFL is happening, then I'm, then I'm excited about it and I'm ready to do it and I'm ready to go out and try to have another perfect season like I did in the AAF and hopefully get signed to the NFL afterwards. Yeah, man. Well, kicking in the league, man, it's pretty stressful. I mean, it's a damn fickle. It's fickle up there, all right? You know, <laughs> it is. I missed two field goals. And he's out of there the next day, and they're trying to bring somebody else in. So, you no, know, it's no joke. I, I've been – I've, I've like I, developed paranoia, man. <laughs> yeah, I've, I mean, like, it's it's crazy. I've, uh, I've been to five workouts in the last five weeks. I mean, every week, you know, you – someone gets hurt or someone misses a few and, and they start, they start calling the agents. They start, <laughs> I mean, it's, it is a, it's a crazy life. I mean, just, you know, from the, from the perspective of me not being on a team and try and getting the workouts, but also for the, the guys who are in the position and, you know, you have one bad game and it's like, you, you might, <laughs> you know, you might get called into the office on Monday and, and be let go. That's wild, man. Now, what about these, uh, and they know guys in the punter space too. Now, with all, with all of these Australians coming to, over to play ball in the states, I mean, has that caused some sort of panic in the kicking community or what? I think some people are are panicked about it. I think I think the big thing with that that people are annoyed about is, at least from the arguments that I've listened to, or I shouldn't say arguments from the conversations that I've listened to, is. Um, a lot of the Australians are coming over at 24 and 25 years old yeah. versus 
it's a lot of parents and a lot of young kids in high school who are saying, I'm competing against someone who is at the NFL age, who is, has a, you know, fully grown, um, and I'm competing against them for a scholarship that, you know, it's, it's just kind of a weird space. I mean, I think it's, I mean, I don't, I don't really know how I feel about it, but I kind of see both sides. I mean, if you're a kid in Australia and you know how to punt, you know, you might as well come over. And then I also get the other part of it where kids are kind of getting mad because you're 18 and you want to go, you know, your dreams to go play college football and a 25 year old comes into the fight and it doesn't really feel like a fair fight. So <laughs> I kind of, I kind of, I kind of get both sides, but yeah. I, I really haven't paid attention to it too much. Um, I, I know there's a lot of, a lot of Australian guys coming over though. That's awesome, man. Next kick mentality, huh? Yeah. That's the good stuff right there, Mr. Elliot Fry. (laughs) Well, look, man, how do people keep up with you? Um, I guess, well, if if you're a Clemson fan, you probably don't like my Twitter um, (laughs) or social media. (laughs) But, I mean, I I don't do too much social media anymore. I, I throw stuff out there every now and again. But, yeah, I mean, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and stuff, so. That's pretty much it. Awesome. Well, look, man, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be intrigued to hear what you had to say. And I thought you had some pretty good insight, man. So, look, just keep kicking, man. It. Keep doing your thing. You know, I'm pretty sure you're uh, – and hopefully I get some inside scoop because my fantasy team is struggling right now. So, <laughs> If I get a lead on something, I'll shoot you a text. <laughs> Let me know, man. So, Elliot, appreciate you joining me, man. Excited to see you. Appreciate it. Next kick mentality, folks. Elliot Fry, join me for the show. Thankful to have him. Till next time. Appreciate it. Appreciate you.